This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Thanks for listening to this podcast of Bet MGM Tonight. Our show is live every weeknight from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern on Odyssey radio stations around the country. Odyssey.com as well as the Odyssey app. At least we have Andrew Dowdy. From the Lion's Edge podcast, he's always in, and he's especially in on our show via the Roman video line, even though we don't have a read. We need to cut the check. Oh, my Cam. God. Troy Aikman is expected to go to ESPN. You see that? Monday Night Football. Wow. Hey, we have, hey guys, we have Andrew Dowdy on the screen. Sorry. You guys talking about Troy Aikman. He's no Andrew. Andrew, thank you for joining the show. How are you, brother? Too. That's, what, that's what I was looking at when you guys are pulling up scores. I'm keeping a close <laughs> eye on this Houston game because uh, just going through some bracketology stuff, Houston's a, a fascinating study. But, yeah, that's when the, the Aikman news hit, and – not sure if we're just talking about a ploy to, to get some more cash, but I mean, you got to think he's pretty well paid at Fox. Right? Oh yeah, he's, he's got to he's got to be taking in mid six figures a game. I'd imagine. Absolutely. I'd imagine we can ask Cam about his pocket later. Cam's always bumping shoulders and, and elbows isn't with him. Is he close with Joe Buck? Like he just wants to leave that little duo, or what's the story? I thought they were pretty interesting. They together. were. I, I love they, they're a staple in football. Here's right? the thing too. Like as a Cowboys fan, I hate them together because they both talk smack about the Cowboys. But like, they least, both say mean things all the time. About the well, Cowboys. imagine they, at least they won something. Imagine when they call the Washington football team game like yeah this team hasn't been good since i was playing football so and i'm just like you don't have to tell the truth all the time guys so that could be irritating anyway what is fascinating to you andrew <laughs> about about houston because for me they've been a really great bet in the first half i feel like especially against tulane in this one like they should be favored by more they beat them up by 11 the last time they played um but in terms of their tournament chances what do you like and what do you not like about them yeah, I mean, Houston's a weird team. I feel like we generally have a team like that every year. We're going to the tournament. Did anybody really – last year, going to the tournament last year, did anybody really think that Houston was one of the seven or eight best teams in America? Probably not. And then they make it to the Final Four, really highly publicized. Well, they didn't beat anybody getting there. Um, we had two, in my opinion, Gonzaga and Baylor, two of the best teams in college basketball probably over the last – I don't know, 15, 20 years. I remember going to the national championship game. Chase Kitty and I were talking about on the Lions Edge. Hey, is, is Gonzaga, you know, one of the three best teams we've ever seen in college basketball history? And I think after that game, clearly not. But you still have a, a, an NCAA tournament like that where you have two, you know, high end elite teams and then everybody kind of forgets about Houston. But it goes back to kind of like a UCLA, uh, UCLA, Loyola, uh, Wichita State kind of situation. The, the year coming back from a run like that generally you're going to want to fade a team like that because they are going to be overvalued in the case of Houston, it's kind of been back and forth, but in terms of looking at their resume, I mean, not getting at least one of the Wisconsin Alabama games early. I think those were back in, I think the Wisconsin game was what the, that early season tournament in November, Alabama Mm -hmm. was December. I mean, nobody knew that Wisconsin was going to be this good, but you don't get one of those games. I think Wisconsin would have been in the, in the quadrant one, a, uh, that that subsection of quadrant one that the NCA made a couple of years ago. You don't get any of those. I, I know that Houston's probably going to end up getting that four or five seed, but I mean, talk about a team that I uh, will see who they play, but if they're going to get like a North Texas, for example, in the first round, yeah, North Texas is going to be overvalued because 
nobody knows anything about North Texas here. I mean, even though nobody knew anything about them going into last year, mm-hmm. they're going to be overvalued this year because everyone just looks back to last year and says, well, I don't know anything about North Texas, but hey, they did something last year, so maybe they can do something this year. It's kind of like playing that Loyola card. It's kind of like playing that Wichita State card. So I mean, I, I want to see who they're actually going to play in the first round if they are in that 4-13 game. But I mean, sitting here right now, we're only, what, two and a half weeks from Selection Sunday. Houston kind of feels like a team that, I don't want to say auto fade, but they kind of fit that profile of a team that I, mean, I think that maybe they're a top 20 team in America and they're going to be deserving of a four or a five seed. But I think they probably will be overvalued in that first round because you're going to have a lot of people saying, well, yeah, they're in the final four last year, but are they actually that good because we didn't see them beat anybody last year uh, getting to the final four? Andrew, we were just talking about how there are not any, there aren't any like star power, huge, just great teams in college basketball right now, unless you're watching Gonzaga every single night, which I'm not, I'm not going to lie to even Duke at number seven right now in a huge fight with Virginia on the road. What teams that are maybe a blue blood or not just getting a lot of love. Are you concerned most about as we head into the tournament? Because you know, once you get matched up with some of these lower teams, those lines can be a little tricky as a lot of public love for some of these more known, known schools. Yeah, but this is something that Chase and I, we just recorded tomorrow's podcast a few minutes ago. This is something that Chase and I were just talking about. Uh, I'm a Kansas alum, so like I, I know very much about Kansas's dominance in the regular season. And then when it comes to the conference tournament, they're, you know, they're fine. They'll win it every few years. And then when they get to the NCAA tournament, generally narratives like that, that Kansas sucks in the NCAA tournament, something like that is generally overhyped. I think in the case of Kansas, it's very real. I think it's very real and very fair to call them a phenomenal regular season team rattling off the 14 straight Big 12 championship games. This season, I don't really have my finger on the pulse. I've made quite a bit of money fading them this year because they generally are, I think, a little bit overvalued because everybody knows that Kansas is so good in the regular season. But then come the the NCAA tournament, they're going to go get smacked. I mean, last year we saw it against USC. We we saw it against Auburn. uh, Well, three years ago now because we didn't have 2020. So they're a team where there are two different narratives there. And even though I think that Kansas is very much a top three, a top five team this year. And if you put them on a neutral court with, with a Gonzaga or with an Auburn or an Arizona or whomever you want to put in the top five, Kansas is probably winning 50% of those games if you play 10 times, but it's because of their struggles in the NCAA tournament. It's because for some reason they can't score in the NCAA tournament. I think I saw a stat the other day that, in their last 10 tournament losses, they've had their lowest scoring game of the season in six of those. So there, there's something about that because they have the coaching staff consistency. It's not like a new regime where they come in and say, what's different here? It's been the same coaching staff. It's been the same offensive system that it makes me wonder what actually happens when you get to the tournament. So if a case like Kansas, yeah, I think they're good. I think they're a top three, a top five team. But once you get to the NCAA tournament, I think something is very real there. There is an issue. They're going to be a very popular team that people are going to pick against, probably in that 1A, that 1-9 matchup. Then that, that kind of becomes a different conversation of is there value than just to take Kansas because they are going to be undervalued. Everybody is going to be taking that 8 or 9 team uh, against them in that first weekend. Yeah, and everything's kind of back to normal this season, you know, where the Blue Bloods are at least relevant again. But like last year, and I feel like now in college basketball more than ever, like I look for these mid-major teams or even like a Villanova with like system players where you have players staying for four years. And I look to fade the schools, like the one and Duns, you know, Duke and Carolina. But this year, you know, if you're looking for a team that you have projected seated like anywhere from 8 to 15, which team do you think can make a run in the tournament? You like, are who, in my mind right now. Yeah, That's who, the exact same question I who, had. Who would you be looking to maybe uh, play in the tournament as a Cinderella? 
You know, I know this doesn't fit your question, and this isn't at all in that ballpark at all, but I don't understand why Texas Tech is not getting more love. Right. Again, I apologize for not answering the question, but that is absolutely at the front of my mind. I saw somebody tweeted earlier today, are there four teams in, in the college basketball that are better than Texas Tech? So I'm going to take your question and kind of bump it up a notch because I think that we all get that Chris Beard is a phenomenal coach. And then it, it seems like they made a good hire with Adams, but I don't think people understand what this Texas Tech team looks like and how good they actually are. And I mean, I talk about you put Kansas against Gonzaga on neutral floor. I'm probably picking Kansas to win 50% of the time. I don't know if Texas Tech is that much farther back than that. So even though I, I get your question, I know it's it's fun to pick the 12 fives and pick, you know, what 11 C is going to make to the, to the sweet 16 or lead eight or whatever. I think kind of taking that up a notch and saying, who is really better than Texas Tech right now? Yeah. Who can kind of, I don't know if it's necessarily adapt to their style of play, but Texas Tech can really do anything. And I get that we can point back over history and say that, you know, hot shooting got this team there or right. one piece of whatever game got this team there. But in the case of Texas Tech is that I don't know if there's a style of play offensively and defensively that they cannot adapt to. And I worry that if they were to win the Big 12 tournament, going back to Biden, they probably would be a little bit overvalued because all of that stuff is going to get talked about. It's going to be talked about during Selection Sunday. If they get the two seed, oh, they're going to be the trendy pick to make the Final Four. But, again, I apologize for not answering your question, but I feel like Texas Tech is kind of that team that not enough people are talking about. I mean, we're, again, two and a half weeks to Selection Sunday. As, a, I mean, as we sit right now, this might be a hot take, but this Texas Tech team is better than the Texas Tech team in 2018-2019. Wow. They can adapt to more styles of play. I don't think they're as reliant on different areas of their game that they were in that in that particular season. But as we sit right now, and of course this is probably going to come back to bite me, but I think two and a half weeks until Selection Sunday, I think this Texas Tech team is just a flat-out better team than they were three years ago. Well, I would agree because I, I saw a bust on that team, Jared Culver. Uh, I always thought he wasn't going to be good, and now here we are. Not good in the NBA. Andrew, you're always good. Thank you so much for joining the show uh, of Thanks, the Andrew. Lions Edge podcast. Bet MGM, a brother in our community. Uh, and if you miss any of that, check out the podcast. Just type in Bet MGM tonight wherever you listen to your podcast, Apple or Spotify. A lot of great tidbits there as he's working on bracketology right now. We got him. We called him, and it's kind of like calling Baldy in the middle of a Baldy breakdown film session. Yeah, man. that felt like that, didn't it? Don't want to interrupt that, man. He's got to get back to work. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.